I'm Professor Augusta Zimmerman, and I have written a paper called Beyond Reasonable Doubt, the undeniable link between child support, the child support scheme, parental alienation, and male suicide in this country, in Australia. Parental alienation can devastate the relationship between good parents and their children. It can be a central issue in child custody disputes, and it's beyond any doubt a leading cause of the disturbing incidence of male suicide in this country. There is indeed an undeniable link between the child support scheme and malicious attempts by some parents to eliminate the relationship between their children and the other parents. Here in Australia, the Department of Human Services is the federal agency responsible for determining the level of financial support that the non-residential parent is expected to pay. The amount required is based on the amount of care received by a child from each of the parents, which is then determined by the time this child will spend with his or her non-residential parents. It was developed in the late 1980s to oust the jurisdiction of the courts in relation to child support. The scheme was originally justified as a method of recovering welfare costs. The child support scheme then, according to Professor Patrick Paxson, the leading uh, uh, academic in the field, it was certainly the scheme motivated by concerns about growing welfare expenditure. Indeed, Professor Paxson notes that such a scheme was largely driven by the need to ensure that private transfers of money from fathers to mothers reduce the burden of the state in terms of welfare expenditure. And also according to Professor Paxson, the present child support scheme provides perverse incentives for primary givers, or caregivers, better saying, to resist children spending more time with the other parents to avoid the reduction in the child support obligation. As far as possible, Professor Patrick Patrick Parkinson says, these perverse incentives should be avoided, and legislative policies in these areas should be in harmony rather than in conflict. Because of the, this uh, so-called no-fault system, nobody can in this country contest a unilateral divorce. These support payments are an entitlement, entitlement to be based on even on those parents who are unwilling to divorce and the divorce is against their will. As noted by U.S. sociology professor, uh, leading another leading academic in the field, their name is Stephen Baskerville, no-fault divorce allows now a mother to divorce her husband for no reason, for any reason or no reason at all, and to take the child with her. Child support took the process a step further by allowing the divorcing mother to use the, no, the now fatherless children to claim her husband's income, also regardless of any fault on her part or lack of fault on his part in abrogating the marriage agreement. At the present time, more women than men are filing divorce applications in this country, which could be interpreted as a stronger wish by women than men to divorce under the current no-fault rules. There is indeed enough evidence to confirm that expectations of child custody can be a leading factor influencing women to initiate such divorce proceedings. According to Dr. Barry Malley, 
it's clear that many more women today can contemplate divorce with greater confidence that the benefits might outweigh the losses subject to the material and emotional costs of divorce. By contrast, Dr. Miley points out, a crucial issue for men is the risk of separation for their children, from their children, from their children, and the loss of regular contact after divorce if residence and primary care rests with the mother. As noted by Dr. Bettina Arndt, who has served on two federal committees concerned uh, with children's support, child support, and family law, thousands of Australian fathers have had their contact with their young children limited to only a few hours, often, often very often, spending huge sums of, of, of money on lawyers, fighting to be able to care for their children overnight. According to Sir Paul Coleridge, a former High Court Justice in the United Kingdom, mothers who refuse to let separated fathers to see their children should have them taken away. The children should be handed over to the full-time care of the father if the mother persistently defies court orders and in the process abuses of her child and commits, in this case, a violation of the children's rights. Of course, what is happening is not just an accident. It is actually the byproduct of a radical feminist ideology that has declared open war on fathers and the institution of marriage. As stated in a certain submission lodged by the Australian Family Association to the parliamentary inquiry into the child support program, submissions lodged to that inquiry by certain women's groups uh, says that their non-custodial parents are treated or recognized as only a financial source. There is no consideration about the well-being of the children. Indeed, says the family association, some of these women's groups are open about the fact that they provide services to women based on gender or sexist grounds and feminist framework. It, there, this is uh, in contrast uh, to the submissions by men's rights groups that reveal a disturbing level of suicides by poor separation fathers who are completely and unfairly, by the way, alienated from their children. One such submission reminds us the, that the parliamentary inquiry uh, was informed that over one million children are living in this country without their parents and that the legislation, current legislation underpinning the family law courts in Australia has been, together with the child support agency, a major factor contributing to the fatherlessness crisis and to children and uh, innocent parents committing suicide as a result. According to sociology professor Augustine Kopsola of the University of California at Riverside, Divorce following the laws of contact with children is indeed a major factor of male suicide. As far as the divorced man is concerned, Professor Kotsova says, and I quote from him, this person has lost his marriage and lost his children, and that can naturally lead to depression and eventually suicide. Curiously, amongst women, there is no statistic statistical difference in the risk of suicide for marital status categories. 
indeed, divorced men are nearly 10 times more likely to commit suicide than comparable divorced women. This leads to the natural conclusion that marital status, especially divorce, followed by the laws of access to children, has a strong net effect on mortality from suicide, though only among men. Think about this person, Martin Romanchek, the police officer who hanged himself after being denied access due to charges brought by his ex-wife, which the court now finds to be frivolous. Or think about Darren White, this loving and caring father who hanged himself after being denied access to his children because he could not afford paying child support that was twice his take-home pay. In a letter signed, in memory of my loving father, this distressed 14-year-old daughter stated, I know my father was a good man and a good father. He obviously reached the point where he couldn't see that just was beyond his reach and decided that taking his life was the only way to end his suffering. That is an important issue and an important question arises. Why are so many divorced men killing themselves? Well, since parental alienation is a leading cause of male suicide, the link between such alienation and the child support scheme must be addressed. The system is not working, and it is certainly a system that is broken and must be abolished. My name is Augusta Zimmerman. I'm a law professor and a former law reform commissioner. Above all, I'm a man with a heart, and I speak as a person who has a real concern for the well-being of my people, the people of this wonderful country. For the sake of justice and fairness, the child support scheme must be abolished.